Today's scripture is from Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 4. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As I said earlier, we are at the beginning of a stewardship campaign here at Pittman Park where we are looking at our relationship with money through the lens of John Wesley's sermon, The Use of Money. And as many of you know, for the last seven years before coming on full-time here at Pittman Park, I was the campus minister at the Wesley Foundation right next door here at Georgia Southern. And one of my favorite things to do with my students was to talk with them about, about money. To be sure, most of my students in the ministry were from middle-class families with two working parents, and most of them uh, were in school to get a degree, to get a job, to get a paycheck, and hopefully a bigger paycheck than they would have gotten without the degree. So once a year, usually in the spring on a Monday night, I would talk with them and tell them this truth. Are you ready for it? You ready? I would tell them this. 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds, every one of you can be a millionaire if you start working now. In fact, I hope that each of you in this room becomes a millionaire, maybe a, a multi-millionaire, not just so that you have loads of money and piles of cash hanging around your house, but so that the blessings that you receive from God through your hard work can be shared with the world. So that not only the work of your hands and the creativity that is burnt into your very soul can be shared with the world, but so that that which you get blessed with because of what you produce can be shared with the world. And my students would look back at me, some with their mouths open, <laughs> others with looks of disbelief, then I would explain to them the power of compounding interest and how to save for retirement and how to be smart with your money. And it never failed that after that night each year, I'd have a student or, or two or three come and ask me why I would talk about money that way. And I told them that I hope every person in the room became wealthy, to thrive in every area of their lives. Again, I don't want them to be wealthy for the sake of being wealthy, but so that they could share their wealth with the world by giving. They would say, but what about money being evil? And I'd remind them that Jesus doesn't tell us that money is an evil. He says that money, the love of money is the root of all evil. John Wesley, on the topic of money, in his sermon, The Use of Money, puts it this way. He says, the world is corrupt, but is silver or gold to blame? The love of money, he says, we know is the root of all evil, but not the thing itself. The fault does not lie in the money, but in those who use it. Money can be used ill, and it can be saved as well. It can be applied fully to the best uses or the worst uses. It is of unspeakable service to all nations in all the common affairs of life. It is a most critical instrument, a tool, Wesley would say, of transaction, transacting all manner of business. And if we use it according to Christian wisdom, it can do all manner of good. In the hands of a person who is filled with the Holy Spirit, money is an excellent gift of God. In the hands of God's children, it's food for the hungry, drink for the thirsty, raiment for the naked. It gives to the traveler and the stranger 
where to lay their head. With money we may supply the needs of a household to the widow and of a father to the fatherless. With money we may be a defense for the oppressed, a means of health to the sick, of ease to those who are in pain. It may be as eyes to the blind, as feet to the lame, yea, a lift up from the gates of death. Wesley believed that money was a tool to be used for good or for ill, but for sure to be used. And you see, Wesley didn't see money as inherently good or bad. He knew that money could be used to become a blessing or a curse for the people who wield it, depending on how and where it was used. That's why Wesley gave people instructions on the use of money. And that's why over the next three weeks, we're going to talk about our relationship, what to do with God's blessing on our lives and how it matters. Because make no mistake, we are blessed that we might be a blessing to the world. So we need to be mindful of our relationship with money because it's a great tool but a terrible master. And we are expected as followers of Jesus Christ, to bless others and to empower ministry by sharing the blessings that God has given us. And Wesley gives us these three general rules about money. He says this, earn all you can, save all you can, and give all that you can. Now, a long time ago, I was here at this church And we preached a sermon series called Earn, Save, Give, All You Can, just like this sermon series. So this is not news to you, right? You know these rules for wealth. I just want to remind you again that we are commissioned to earn, to save, and to give to make a difference for the world. In order for us to do that well, to earn well, to save well, and to give well, we have to act and live from godly wisdom. And you know that wisdom is is not just knowledge. Wisdom is knowledge plus experience. Wisdom is a great teacher if we will allow it to speak to us. And so this morning we start in the book of Proverbs with the Word of God about being industrious, about earning, about making wealth and money, but not like the world makes money, not like the world earns, but instead with a set of godly standards. But at the very beginning, we are charged, as we've said over these past few weeks, to be a people who exercise the gift of work. And that work allows us to earn pay. So the writer of Proverbs says this in Proverbs 14, 23, all hard work brings a profit, but merely talk only leads to poverty. Laziness, Proverbs 19.15, brings on deep sleep and and the shiftless go hungry. Proverbs 24 says, sluggards do not plow in season, so at harvest time they look but find nothing. Proverbs 12.27 says, the lazy do not roast any game, but the diligent feed on the riches of the hunt. Proverbs 13.4 says, a sluggard's appetite is never filled but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. The heart of these Proverbs is that your work matters. 
And that those who don't work, they're called lazy, the shiftless, and the sluggards, which is a great word. By the way, if you need a word of the week this week, sluggard, try and incorporate it into a conversation with a friend. They won't be your friend for long. (laughs) The Proverbs tell us that the sluggards, the shiftless, the, the lazy, they don't enjoy the fruit of work. They don't earn because they don't do the hard work. They have no diligence. They have no discipline about their lives. And because they don't earn, they're unable to save and unable to give because they don't plow, they do not reap, right? Because they have not done the work and the diligence in their day-to-day life. They do not reap the harvest later on, failing to work on some level. Failing to earn on some level is a failure to live into God's will for your life. But friends, we need to be careful in our earning. Because we have a tendency, or perhaps I have a tendency, toward earning and earning and earning and earning and earning and working and working and working and working. Why? So I can earn some more. We've taken the gift of work and we've made it a curse because we believe that on some level we're just put here to work, earn a paycheck, and disappear. Wesley says, yes, that we need to earn all we can, but we need to be wise in our earning. And so he says this, he says, earn all you can by honest industry. Use all possible diligence in your calling. So Wesley says that we should earn all we can, but in a way that is honest, in a way that is ethical, in a way that doesn't do harm to others, and we'll come back to that in just a minute. But Wesley doesn't stop there. He understands that our capacity to work is a gift, and the gift of work can be leveraged towards God's call on our life. That your work isn't and shouldn't just be about getting paid but that your earning needs to be connected with who you are and who God is calling you to be. There's great joy in that place where you're operating out of your giftedness, your God-given giftedness for the sake of others and earning a paycheck to boot. That is great, a great, great place to be. And I know some of you are there. Some of you are doctors and you are operating out of your giftedness and there's joy in your work, in your Some of you are creatives. You sing and you you put on plays and you help creative things happen. And there's great joy in that work. You're not just living to make a paycheck. You're living to make a difference with the gifts that God has given you. And you get a paycheck and that's just the icing on the cake. You're living in to God's call on your life as you work. You're an example of what it means to live abundantly. To not just work for a check, but to work that others might see the glory of God being done in your life. Your earning needs to be connected with who you are and who God is calling you to be. Jim Collins, the author of Good to Great, discovered the same principle in the business world when it came to uh, Fortune 500 companies that bested the stock market over years and years and years. He found that visionary companies pursue not just one objective, not just making money or making profit, but a cluster of objectives, of which making money is just one and not necessarily the primary one. The most successful companies Collins found were the ones that seek profits, but they are equally guided by core values and a sense of purpose. Is there a sense of purpose about your earning 
and about your work in this world. Because I believe we are most successful in our earning, in our work, when our earning is connected to our calling. So be sure that as you go about sharing your gifts, that your earning is helping you step in to the person that God has created you to be. Then Wesley says this, he says, earn all you can by common sense. You've heard it said before that common sense is uncommon in this world. It certainly is, because everybody's looking for a cheap and easy way to do whatever it is that they have to do, aren't they? Everybody's looking for a pill uh, to get skinny or a pill to get stronger or a quick fix for their relationships or for their finances or, or for whatever it happens to be that ails them. But we know that quick fixes often don't last and quick fixes define, com- defy common sense. Wesley encouraged his followers to not only be industrious and to earn, but to also be wise as they worked. He said, you should be continually learning from the experience of others or from your own experience to do everything you have to do better today than you did yesterday. Doing something better today than we did it yesterday requires us to have discipline, to order our lives in such a way that we make progress with our work. It requires diligence this ongoing commitment to not only do what we do, but to do it with excellence and to do it well. It also requires wisdom about the way that we do our work. Use wisdom as your guide for earning, knowing that there's no such thing as a get-rich-quick scheme, that gambling is a trap, and that there are companies and people out there who will victimize you if you fail to use wisdom as you go about your earning. Use common sense as you go about your work and as you go about earning all you can. And then Wesley gives this third piece of advice. He says, earn all you can without paying more for it than it's worth. Earn all you can without paying more for it than what it's worth. When we work, when we are earning, we're actually trading. We're trading our time, our talent, our energy for pay. As Proverbs says, if you don't work, you don't get paid. But be careful that when you do work, that your work doesn't become your identity to the point that it does harm to your life. So yes, earn all you can, but not at the expense of your health. Earn all you can, but not at the expense of your help. What does it matter if you get the biggest paycheck or you have the biggest house on the block if you're too sick or too dead to enjoy it? What does it matter? Because you can't take it with you. We have to earn and work in a way that promotes health in every area of our life. That promotes balance and how we act in this world. So earn all you can, but not at the expense of your health, because you can't take it with you. And it's awful to be too tired to enjoy that which you've been blessed with. Earn all you can, but not at the expense of your health. Also, earn all you can, but not at the expense of your soul. The love of money is indeed the root of all evil, 
So be sure that as you trade your time, as you trade your talent, as you trade your energy, that you aren't also selling your soul. This is why, again, our earning needs to be connected to our calling so that we find joy in our work, so that we find contentment, but also so that we know where to stop and where to put boundaries for earning that protect our faith, our health, our integrity, and our witness. And make no mistake, friends, people are watching. And they see the times that we earn at the expense of our souls. And the world knows when we as followers of Jesus sell our souls for money or for power or for wealth or for influence. The world sees and the world knows. Earn all you can, but not at the expense of your soul. Then Wesley says this, he says, earn all you can, but not at the expense of your neighbor. Earn all you can, but not at the expense of your neighbor. In our world, no activity is done in isolation. There's no, excuse me, there are always consequences to the choices that we make. So as we earn, we need to endeavor to know that our earning has integrity. And what I mean by that is that we understand that our actions here impact people that are over there, sometimes not over there across town, most often over there across the world. Because our earning, in our earning, we can participate in unjust systems, in systems that cause oppression. We can engage in predatory lending. We can contribute to slavery and child labor without ever knowing it if we don't use wisdom about our earning. So we're called to earn in a way that takes into account the needs of our neighbors, not just here in Georgia, not just here in the United States, but our neighbors all around the world. I told you that our lives are interconnected, that nothing is done in isolation. Just think about the war in Ukraine and how a war half a world away from us has impacted the price of gas right here. The sinfulness of war has direct consequences all the way around the world, even on us here. Nothing can be done in isolation. Every system touches another. So we must be wise in the way that we earn. Don't earn at the expense of your neighbor. My commission to you this week is this to earn all that you can in a way that honors God, to be productive, to gain wealth that you might connect with God's will and purpose for your, life, for your life and so that you might be a blessing to the world around you. You are blessed to be a blessing. You have been given much and much is expected of you. We have been blessed so that we might become the hands and feet of God here in Statesboro, here in Georgia, and all around the world. My hope for us today is that as we earn, we might also learn to live with wisdom and have a right relationship with our work and with the money that comes from our work. Would you pray with me this morning? 
Lord, we have taken that which you have blessed us with, work and creativity, and we've turned it into a curse. We have worked for the money instead of for your glory. We have sold our souls, Lord, to our jobs instead of offering them as living sacrifices to you. So we pray today, God, that as we look back over our lives, as we look back at our relationship with our money and with our earning, Lord, our work, that we would begin to put things in the right places. God, that our first allegiance would be to you. And that all else would fall behind that. Remind us, God, that money is a tool that can be used for good or for evil. And allow us to be wise in the ways that we earn, we save, and we give. This we pray in the name of Jesus, our Savior and our Lord. Amen.